0: Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now let's begin. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Music. I'm so happy to have you here. We've got a good episode. It's going to be a little smaller episode. I'm really excited for the next few weeks because we have some really incredible episodes coming up. So I figured we'd start slow. We get really into it. But I have some really amazing music updates for you guys today. So we're going to talk about that right now. Well, I have to admit, I did not watch Lollapalooza. I always tune into festivals, but I just didn't do it this year. I had some other stuff I was going on and dealing with, so I did not tune in, but I did look up some stats and I heard and read that the festival was pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm also very always intrigued by Perry Farrell. I was looking up him and his wife on Instagram the other day and I just find them so interesting. If you ever have the chance, please go onto YouTube and watch a live performance of Jane Says. That song is incredible, but when you watch it live and you watch Perry Farrell perform it, he is so cool. But the festival has just been going on for so many years. I've known people who've gone to it. They say it's incredible. It was just good to see a festival, like, back in action again. So that was awesome. And I heard Megan the Stallion killed it. She slayed. She does, as always. I actually did look up some of her set. I also looked up some of Alice in Wonderland set. And, um... She's she's also really cool, too. And then I Miley Cyrus, I heard, had Billy Idol on. I didn't get to watch that set. I'm sure it's up there on YouTube somewhere, but I'm definitely going to try to check some of those out the more that they come up on YouTube, and hopefully I'll get back to you guys on some of those performances. Although I did not watch Lollapalooza, you want to know what I did watch? I watched Donda by Kanye West. I watched that listening party. Oh my god. It was so good. I can't even explain to you how good that set was. I've gotten a lot of crap over the years for my love of Kanye and that's something I'm gonna stand my ground on. I listen to so many artists. I feel like I have so many I have an understanding of music, and I've listened for my entire life of some of the greatest musicians, and I don't care what you say, but I love Kanye, and I think he's incredible, and he's incredibly talented. Sometimes I think the things that he says can kind of bombard his actual art, but he is so talented, it's it's crazy. And I was thinking back to when he first, you know, hit the radio and I was in middle school. And he was so unique and he was different than any other musician out there. And, you know, his style wasn't like anyone else's. His music wasn't like... And it was also very upbeat. Like, you felt good after you listened to a Kanye West song, like Good Life or Through the Wire. You know what I'm talking about. Like, those songs are so good. And... I've followed his career over the years and I've listened to pretty much every album and he never disappoints me, he never does. And back in 2011 I had the privilege to see him at Coachella and that was when that was his Runaway album and first of all the album is dope. The set was dope. But the thing is he I also really, this is, I don't mean this in a sad way or like horrible way, but you know, he really does make really good art when he's coming from a tough position. And I remember that album was based off of people's perceptions of him and, you know, everything that happened with the Taylor Swift incident and situation. And that album was so good. It was so good. And this Donda, you know, listening party. First of all, he had a listening party. It wasn't a full set, but it was so good. And it was the same sort of this vibe of that sort of dipped upon sadness, but it also also dipped upon hope and optimism and that's the thing that I like about him is he really just he doesn't play into one emotion you're gonna get a variety out of him and uh, it was so good I can't even I, I really highly recommend if you guys get the chance watch, uh, listen to Don uh, watch Donda and I'm sure that album's gonna be out soon and there's so many people that um also featured artists like The Weekend and Jay Z, which was really cool. Uh, one of my favorite songs that he performed is called Jesus Lord, and it was it was so amazing. And he had this whole like performance thing where he, you know, there was a bed and, um, you know, his outfit kind of looked like security, but it had the name Donda on it. And he was doing a lot of praying. And there was a lot of there was also um the Sunday school service. Um, you know, people, the choir that work for him, and they were all dressed up. And it was just like this big, giant art piece of music. And then at the end, he gets lifted up, and there's just all this light. And that really just kind of, you know, the album itself sort of expressed his highs and his lows, and how right now he's kind of experiencing a low, but you know, he knows that it's going to just get better and things are going to get better. And from that point, and I really, it was very emotional. I had chills and I'm so happy I watched it. So if you guys get the chance Please do go watch um, The Listening Party of Donda when the album comes out. Go get it. It is so good. He never disappoints. And the other thing is, too, this is what I love about artists is he, everything is consistent. He, you know, he changes up his sound, but sometimes he keeps little instruments that kind of you'll notice are throughout every album, you know, over the years, and I like that consistency because then the artist is sort of providing that sound and that vibe that no one else can really replicate. So that's something I really love about him. And even after the set, I was like looking up old Kanye sets, like from 2008, and he's still really good even back then. Just different, different, unique. Um, so highly recommend go watch that or you know, buy the album once it comes out. And then I also recommend check out some of his old sets performing. He is a great rapper. And if you ever get a chance, I know it's on YouTube. I got to watch it. One of the best sets, Coachella 2011, the Runaway album. He closed out, headlined, I think it was Saturday, Sunday night, Sunday night. was the best. So if you guys get a chance, check it out. It's awesome and really excited for the album coming up. So it was recently announced that some of Aaliyah's music will be available to stream uh, starting August 20th. Now, if you've ever gone on to her Spotify, you'll notice there's not many songs on the list. And I have always wondered as to why um a lot of her albums and music wasn't on there and so apparently this record studio is going to be releasing some of this music appears that some of her family the you know in charge of the estate aren't happy um I'm not sure you know whatever suits everyone's needs or works for them that's that's their, you know, they'll decide on how this will proceed. Uh, But I will say like, I love Aaliyah and I've always loved her music. And I definitely want, (laughs) you know, I want to hear some of those songs, put them on some of my playlists, because she is such an icon. And in the next few weeks, I am going to be dedicating an episode To Aaliyah, we will be celebrating her legacy upon the anniversary of her passing 20 years ago. I will never forget that day. So we are going to dedicate an entire episode to Aaliyah. And I don't want to say that I'm really excited. It just feels like a privilege and an honor to have some sort of platform and be able to talk about someone who's impacted me and has impacted so many other people. And and I think she was just such an incredible artist. And I, you know, I always think to myself, what 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 would her life be like now? And you know, I think there's so many people that sort of reflect a little bit of Leah, but. We'll never have another Aaliyah, there's only one Aaliyah, so super excited for that episode and I hope you guys tune into that. So I have a lot of people that always ask me what I listen to and like on a weekly basis or anything that's new and I am obsessed with Friday Night Crate Diggers on Spotify I listen to it every Friday, and they always update the tracks, and I just put it on, and if there's something I like, I I just hit the like button, um, but some of the songs that I'm really into, like, Cascade just released this, like, little mini album, um, it's called, like, Redux EP 005, one of the songs is called, uh, Hot Wheels, so... And then there's Escalate um, by Ben Balmer and Jonah. Oh my god, I love that song. That's really good. And I also, um, they just had Griffin, New Blood, which is a really good song. Um, Toki Monsta, I think it was last week, came out with Naked. Um, and it's featuring, I don't know if I've got this right, uh, channel tray. I don't, I'm probably butchering the name. Um, and then bleachers just came out with a song with Lana Del Rey called secret life. Uh, that's really good. And then a few weeks ago, one of my favorite songs on the crate diggers, uh, playlist. Cause like I said, they update it every single week. Um, it's called everybody by ariana and the rose and i watched the music video and it's so dope i love that song and i love the beat and i love the video so so that's some of the stuff that i'm currently listening to in case you wanted to know um i've got a good episode for you guys today like i said it's going to be a smaller episode i'm getting us hyped up for the next few weeks Um, But MTV just celebrated its 40th anniversary, so I thought it would be a great episode to, um, you know, talk about how MTV has impacted me in my life. So, um, well, stay tuned for that. So, before Ridiculousness and before the days of the hills and Laguna Beach there was music videos that were featured on MTV and growing up I was sort of in the middle of all of that like I mean obviously the real world real world and road rules was on um you know when I was growing up but it did not have a ton of reality shows like it does now and there were still a lot of music. Like every single day I used to get home from school and then I'd watch TRL and that was my thing. So, you know, I wanted to celebrate MTV because without, you know, there would be no podcast if there was no MTV because I used to watch a lot of it. And even at one point, my mom blocked me from watching MTV. Sorry, mom, I'm going to shout you out right now. But like, I think she was a little concerned, worried. I was wearing like tucking my shirt in and my wearing my hoop earrings and my glitter. And um, I think she was a little scared because I definitely was taking in a lot of, um, you know, (laughs) different musicians at that time uh, that were, you know, considered promiscuous or, you know, I don't know. But like now it's 2021 and I feel like I knew, I already knew, I was always progressive before even, you know, all this stuff kind of occurred. You wouldn't even call it promiscuous. It would just be a woman celebrating her sexuality and her body positivity. And, um, but back in the day you were like, you were naughty. So I think my mom was a little worried about that. But every single day I would get home from school and I'd watch All. And I think me and my buddy Stone were talking about it last week. And you had to just like sit painfully through every video. Because a lot of times you've seen them like 800 times and they'd always be on the countdown. But you'd be like waiting for your favorite video. And that, oh my God, I remember that. And, you know, growing up. You know, speaking of Aaliyah, it was always like Aaliyah, Britney Spears, Beyonce, you know, uh, Christina Aguilera was in the height of all that. Um, I remember like Eve Six's video, here's to the night we felt alive. That song was on, I'll never forget that, that was on the countdown for like a really long time. But those were, like, my memories, and that was, like, my favorite thing. Like, I just, I, I love to get home and watch TRL, and there'd always be, like, a guest and some sort of performance, and Carson Daly is just, like, an icon. He's he's going to be celebrated forever. Um, but, yeah, those were the good old days, and I don't even know. It's, like, I, I don't really tune into anything right now, but I know they were trying to bring TRL back, so if it's back, cool, it's not, you know, it, it it had its time, but those were the good old days. One of my favorite things about MTV was I loved making the video. And, you know, I remember it was the Christina Aguilera, Ricky Martin video that I got to watch. Um, I feel like they might have done Lady Marmalade, but I'm I'm not sure about that one. Um, I'd have to really like look that up but I do remember because I was a huge Buffy Sarah Michelle Gellar fan that uh, Stone, Ten- Stone Temple Pilots had um, Sour Girl and she was in it and I just remember the making of that video. Was such a weird video because there was like these weird doll things also in it and she was like at the height of her career. So those were like some of the good old days. I'll never forget that now I'm sure other people have their own different experiences with MTV, especially over, you know, many years. Um, And some of my favorite things about the, um, you know, MTV was I loved Cribs, which is kind of considered a reality show, which it, it is. I mean, it is, but it isn't. But you get to see inside their houses and then I remember seeing Snoop Dogg and Missy Elliott's house which was like so cool and then my other favorite part about that was like the VMAs I mean the VMAs were so cool because it was always like around I remember always being around school like the beginning of the school year so I will never forget when you know Britney Spears was always like that's who everyone wanted to see at the VMAs. And I remember, I remember all of her sets. But, you know, I'll never forget Slave for You. And um, I also won't forget when she kissed Madonna and Christina Aguilar kissed Madonna, which you didn't really see. It was more of the Britney thing. But. I just will never forget that and I remember going on the bus the next day and when like the boys were literally like dying like talking about how they witnessed Madonna and Britney kiss on stage and back then that was like a really big deal no one really had like done that live we don't have the sort of you know vocabulary and you know this openness that we have now, um, back then. And, you know, it's really great because I know, um, industry baby, my, our boy, Lil, ba- Lil Nas X, he just did that. And, you know, I, it's, it's cool. And it was cool back then, but it was just funny. Cause I'll never forget the boys were literally like, excuse my language, but creaming themselves on the bus because Brittany and Madonna kissed at the VMA show. And I was, we were just, you know, and just young and whatever, but it was just funny. So those are some of those things that I won't ever forget. And like the fashion too, everyone always brought the fashion and, you know, the songs, the music couple years ago just watching Missy Elliott perform was like giving me so much nostalgia it was so good um but yeah I mean definitely go on you can still to this day go on YouTube and look up some of the old MTV video music award um sets I even I even watched the um Nirvana one and I think they like definitely were in a fight with guns and roses that year and I think they said something so that you can definitely check out and that's when Kurt Cobain and I don't know if that was the exact you know VMA show but I remember they brought Francis Bean to the red carpet because at the time they were like under so much scrutiny whether they were you know great parents or not because of the stupid, you know, the media and, uh, they brought her just to show, Hey, like we're good parents. We're a good family. And, um, you know, there's pictures you can actually look up of Courtney Love, Kurt Cobain and RuPaul, which is so cool. So definitely go Google those photos. Those are out there somewhere. Um, those are pretty cool. I also loved one of my favorite moments in the VMAs. It's not super music re- related, but uh, Rose McGowan, when she wore that see-through thong dress, I thought that was like the dopest thing that anyone could do, especially back in the 90s. So it's, I thought that was just brilliant, and now women are doing it all the time, and back then it was considered like risque and That sort of thing. So that was really cool. The other thing that makes me think of MTV was MTV News. And I thought it was really funny when Doja Cat performed uh, last year at the BMA show and she did like this ode to old MTV News in the 90s sort of vibe. And, um, you know, a lot of some of the things that I remember about music history comes from mtv news i remember in the like 96 i remember going in my grandmother's basement and someone had must have been watching mtv it was probably my aunt and i turned on the tv and they were talking about tupac's death and i'll just never forget that and i remember they were showing some of his music videos and that sort of thing so, you know, there was that, and then um, I'll never forget, and this will be coming up in another next week's episode, talk a little bit more about this topic, but I remember when Lane Staley died from Alice in Chains, and I remember exactly where I was going, and it was all over MTV News, and it was such a big deal, so, you know, MTV News did have like a really big, you know, important role back in in its heyday. And I think so many other people I know that really just always think of Kurt Loder and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, MTV has really been impactful for so many people over a lot of the older generations. I don't know, like, I don't really tune in or know what's going on anymore these days, other than ridiculousness on MTV or The Hills reboots. But Uh, You know, for me, it was an important part of music history, saw some of the best music videos on there, watched some of the most incredible VMA performances like Britney Spears and, you know, people like that and... So, happy birthday MTV. Happy 40th. Thanks for being an impact on my life and this podcast. I don't think I would be here without you and I somehow, I will say, my mom would block MTV but I would somehow find my way around it and somehow be able to tune in. So, there's that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I wanted to kind of piggyback off this topic and next week we are going to be celebrating you know, the 25th anniversary of the Alice in Chains Unplugged edition, but we are also going to be celebrating the life and the legacy of Lane Staley. Uh, his birthday is coming up and I'm going to have my good friend Jen on the show to talk about her love for Lane, my love for Lane. And I really can't wait for you guys to tune into that episode. It's really, really special and just kind of like the Leah one. It's an honor. It's a privilege to be able to talk about Lane. I don't feel that he's gotten enough coverage over the years. I know there's a lot of Alice in Chains fans out there, but he definitely gets a little overshadowed by some of the other artists, and I, he's so talented, and I think he deserves so much more, and I'm really excited to um, you know, give him an episode. So I will see you guys next week. I can't wait for this episode. It's going to be a good one. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Take care and I'll talk to you soon.